Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get straight into it. So during the week, Eddie Betts uh, launched his book and everyone had all their eyes on one particular chapter and that was about the Crows camp at the end of 2017 and it was absolutely damning. The follow-up was Josh Jenkins who spoke yesterday, 11.16 in Melbourne um, and he brought to life... More points from Eddie's, uh, Eddie's book, but also some of his own personal experiences, in particular what's now known as the harness. I was fighting against three or four teammates who would then let go of the rope so I would fall to the ground. At different stages, comments were thrown at me whilst on the harness in regards to the way I was raised and why I act like I do at the club and on the field. Some were from teammates being prompted to verbally jab me and some were from camp facilitators who had obviously shared intel on me as a person. There was a man on a set of drums who said he was drumming in time with the beat of his heart. Mm. Uh, the other thing as well, which I think connected with a lot of people, Eddie said along the same lines, was the counsellor and the information, the personal information that was shared that was eventually used against some of your teammates. It's not quite working, that little grab, but uh, what we can tell you is, um, yes, Josh Jenkins yesterday really bravely uh, spoke about a lot of things. And just quickly, Gibbsy, before we get to you, we need to hear from Roy Sloan, who was on 5AA during the week. The experience I had and where I'm talking about being a better husband, father, and son there, there was a thing on the camp we did. It was called an honouring chair. And I got to sit there in front of my friends and teammates and they got to tell me all the reasons that they loved me as a person. So I was sitting there quite vulnerable and they went through one-on-one about why they love Roy Sloan, the person. And I found that incredibly um, rewarding and uplifting, yeah. yeah. And then I got to do the same. So I got to sit down in front of um, all my teammates and some guys that I would never have shared that sort of stuff with in my life. And I got to tell them why I love them as a person. I took that exercise and for people like my mum, my dad, my brother, my sister, I'd I'd never shared that with them Mm. before. So there you go, different views from the skipper. Um, The other thing we need to tell you as well is that Bryce, I mean, you welcome questions on this via the text line. Throughout the morning? Uh, yeah, yeah. Happy yep. to. 0427 Let's get into it because you were only a couple of months into your career at the Crows when you got the news that you were going on this camp. Yeah, that's right. And we've obviously heard uh, a couple of guys' experiences in pretty pretty raw detail. Um, and it, it has been hard to to revisit that and, and listen to, to some of your mates express how they were feeling. Um, and... And that's sort of how it's played out. Everyone experienced this camp differently. Uh, and my experience, which you know, I'm going to touch on now, was, was certainly different to, to the guys that have spoken out already. Um, and yeah, like as you said, it started back when, when I arrived at the club uh, in, the, in the trade period, whenever it was in October, November. Um, and it was put to us that they were going to go on this camp uh, in the new year. And uh, I just arrived at the club uh, I wanted to to arrive and the biggest thing for me was to earn respect from your teammates and, and build relationships as, as quick as you could or as quick as you can. So 
I do remember sitting in that meeting uh, with more senior players uh, and they, the club expressed that the camp was going to um, go ahead and there was going to be a couple of different groups, uh, group one, group two, group three, and we sort of had to decide who was going into group one. Um, and for me, I, I sort of, well, they explained that that was going to be the most intensive intensive group. Uh, and for me, I, I saw it as an opportunity to fast track relationships with, with these guys, these new teammates of mine that, that I was going to be playing with uh, going forward. So that's the sort of way I looked at it. So I, I jumped at the opportunity to be involved in, in the most intense group, uh, as I said, to, to try and fast track these, these relationships with these guys. Um, so from there, a couple, of, a couple of things were a little bit strange. Uh, we were told that we're going to be told no information about what we're going to do. Uh, that was a part of the, the program, a part of the, the camp. That's, that's how they wanted to go about it. Uh, and basically, you've, you've just got to trust us that you're going to be okay. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be challenging, but uh, you, you'll, be, you'll be okay, which I thought was a little unusual. Um, I'm not going to lie there. So, But still... Uh, I, I kept an open mind um, and, and decided to, to still continue to, to be in Group 1, um, a, as I said, for reasons to try and fast-track relationships with my new teammates. Uh, uh, like others have stated, uh, during the week, I also took a call from a counsellor to, um, to talk about my childhood and, and past experiences. Uh, and I, I actually thought this was a bit of a red flag as well from, from my point of view. And... During this interview process, I actually didn't really disclose too much. Um, I mean, I, I was pretty lucky enough to have a, um, a pretty good upbringing, a, a really great childhood, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of trauma, so to speak, uh, growing up. But even still knowing that, I was still pretty calculated in what I was telling this person. I, I didn't trust them. I, I didn't know them. Uh, and I, I thought it was unusual to be doing that leading into a camp. Uh, so I was very calculating what I said and, and didn't really give too much away. Uh, and then, I mean, leading into the camp, I can remember talking to a, a lot of the other players uh, about what could we potentially be in for. And it actually started to cause a little bit of anxiety at times in terms of what, what's going to happen, what are we going to get put through, how hard is it going to be, um, and just trying to answer those questions. And I think that probably built up leading into the camp for, for, some, for some of us. Uh, but anyway, I, I still was determined to put, uh, put my hand up and, and give it a go and, and see what was going to come out of it. So obviously from then we, we ended up on the Gold Coast and, and that's when things kicked off and uh, a lot of unusual things started to happen. Uh, it's been um, well spoken about already about you know, getting rushed down a set of stairs under a bus with the windows blacked out. Um, we were blindfolded. Heavy metal music was playing full bore. There was a guy on a microphone, you know, potting, potting players, talking about the grand final, uh, talking about me and uh, leaving, leaving my old club, um, which uh, didn't affect me too much because, I, I mean, I didn't have the emotional baggage from the year before in terms of playing in the grand final and losing it. So I didn't... that didn't really have a, a, an effect on me uh, and actually found it quite amusing at times, knowing that they're trying to rattle us, trying to get under our skin. Um, 
and I sort of it didn't affect me too much there. They, like they even pretended to. We weren't allowed to talk on the on the bus too, and I remember they they pulled over and they made a big scene about oh someone spoke, and uh, they pretended to kick someone off the bus, which was uh, which was a little bit strange. So all these little things that kept happening that was strange, but it didn't think too much of it. And you know, reflecting back, it was obviously plenty of red flags that, that were happening uh, as the as the camp went on. Um, when we when we when we were there. Uh, Activity started to happen and a couple of strange rules were put in place. Like when we were walking from place to place, we had to walk in a straight line. We weren't allowed to talk to each other. Uh, they wouldn't let us shower. Uh, they'd taken our mobile phones off us. We weren't allowed to speak to, to anyone from back home. And, and uh, guys had kids and that, that was a bit of a, a touch point as well that, you know, why can't I bring, bring back home and check in with my kids at night? So there were a lot of things that happened that was just... It, it, was hard to justify why we needed to do some of these things. So, um, and then, then, then we, we witnessed, uh, what we were going to be put through, uh, in group one. And, and I think it's been, um, been described as a harness ritual, which, you know, I suppose that's what you could call it. Uh, and we got demonstrated this, um, by, by a, a person that we, we didn't know, uh, and it was, it was it's actually it was actually hard to explain what we were witnessing like it was a bit like what is going on here this is this is strange and i remember looking over to a couple of boys and shaking our heads and going like what are we in for how, how what are we going to get out of this uh but again uh, i just kept telling myself it's okay we're things are going to be all right i'm i'm here i'm going to keep an open mind and Again, I, I kept coming back to this relationship thing. I, this is going to help me build stronger relationships with these guys moving forward. Um, so then once the, once the first guy went, well, the first player went on this, on this ritual, I think it was, it was then whether you thought it was right, wrong or indifferent, I think we felt, oh, I felt like I was, I was in, I had to do it. I, I couldn't pull out now. Uh, one person had gone. I, I had to, I had to go through with it. Um, and I had my time on the harness and, and experienced what I experienced. And it was completely different to, to what some of the other guys experienced on the harness. And it probably related back to me being pretty reserved in that counselors meeting. I didn't give too much away. And I, I probably wasn't attacked with some of the stuff that other guys were attacked with. Um, and that made the experience for me probably a, a little bit easier on reflection. Um, but I certainly, there was certainly people in my face and, uh, and telling me that I left my old club and that I was a, a average player and whatever, whatever, but you know, I could cop that. I was, I was pretty, I, I could, I could get through that, but, um, Watching other players go through what they went through, that was pretty tough. Uh, and it was pretty... I, I, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really know how to justify it, how to, how to, how, what to make of it. Um, so so did, did you, did you want to stop it at any stage but felt like it's not your place, giving you well, effectively the new guy? I felt like we were, we were in a bit of a state of mind. This, this whole experience was happening around us and... A couple of guys spoke up about their concerns and um, 
it was sort of negotiated that we'd continue on with what we were doing and sort of, I think Eddie used brainwash as a, um, as a, as he described it, but I don't know, it was just a state of mind in the, in the moment. We would just, we, we just continued doing what they'd set out to do. And it probably wasn't until later on reflecting on it that, yeah, that it was probably opportunity to, to speak up a bit more. Um, and then, yeah, obviously getting spoken to and uh, getting educated on what to say to family uh, and friends and, and even the other guys in the other groups. We, we were told not to go into detail about what happened. Um, and for whatever reason, most of us stuck to that uh, at, at the time. So post, post it all, uh, obviously the details of what's happened has, has come out during the week. So I won't, I don't really need to repeat any of that, but probably the, the most disappointing thing for mine was the post cam in the wash up when we were reflecting on it and, and guys started to speak up and who had issues with what had happened um, and talking about their experiences and that this wasn't great. And this is where I, I'm, I as, when I reflect, I feel like I was really disappointed in myself because this is when I started to take a back seat. Um, watching guys stand up and, and say, this is not on, we need to address this, we need to tell people what happened. They seem to get shut down pretty quickly. And for me to see these guys as brave as it was to get up there and try and have their peace and to get shut down. These guys have been at the club for a number of years, had a lot of respect within the group. If I was, I felt like if I was to get up and say something, how was I going to have much pull or much weight in it as I'd only been there for five minutes, which on reflection, I'm disappointed I didn't because there was an opportunity there to support some of my mates as they went through a lot harder experience emotionally than I did. So I, maybe it was easier for me just to sit back and, and not say anything. Um, but reflecting on those conversa ongoing conversations when we we're trying to flush it out, I, I, I do regret not speaking up when I, when I probably should have been a more experienced and, and senior player of that group. Um, and it did. It, it did fracture the playing group. It fractured relationships in the football department. Uh, players lost trust with, um, with members in that football department. And we, we tried to move on where that was obviously the wrong thing to do. And that's probably why we're speaking about it four years on. And if, we, if it was handled correctly and people had taken responsibility and put their hand up and knocked it on the head a lot earlier when it happened, it still would have been hard and it's, people still went through what they went through and still people will carry some emotional scars from it, but at least it would have been deal, dealt with in the proper manner then and there. Is this is this relief that it's all come out, or have you have you been sitting there for the best part of four years saying it will eventually come out and everyone does everyone need to know, or would you have been happy for it to be buried? It's more relief for the guys that were put through more more of a mental challenge than others. Like the the two guys that have spoken about their experiences during the week, I didn't experience that to that level because whether I didn't disclose information that 
would have opened me up to to have that experience. But yeah, it, it, it was extremely hard to hear the guys speak this week in, and what they went through and reflecting on it all. Like it, it just shouldn't have happened, really. And I, it was easier for me to move on because I didn't have that level of experience and trauma put to me. Um, I found it easier to suppress it and squash it and just try and move on personally, which I was able to do, which made it easier for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my experience of the camp. Obviously very different to, to a lot of people. Um, and I, like, and then I even start reflecting now, like that, that group, that went into the 2018 and 19 season. Not a not a lot of personnel had changed from that 2017 group, who had an unbelievable year football wise, made a grand final, fell short at the last hurdle. Yep. But the way it fractured the group and the way the club declined and our performances declined, would I have played more games at the Adelaide Football Club if this camp? Didn't go ahead? Probably. Am I blaming the camp for my career ending the way it did? Absolutely not. Did it have... Was it the start of things to come? Absolutely. Wasn't, wasn't the be-all and end-all, but... Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like the decisions made to do some of these things... It, it, it ended careers. It... it the backlash it's had for guys mentally, it's, you can't erase that from your memory. Um, and as I said before, I, I, I can talk on reflection now. I was disappointed with the way I handled it post the camp. I felt like I could have been a voice. I could have supported these guys more in a, in a group environment, in challenging some of the decisions that were made, uh, during this time and if I had my time again I would do things differently um, we're going to continue this conversation there's a lot of text coming through and we will get through absolutely each and every one of them